This is Orson Welles on the Air, featuring the old-time radio performances of the legendary Orson Welles. Presenting Orson Welles as the third man. The Lives of Harry Lyme. The fabulous stories of the immortal character originally created in the motion picture The Third Man. With Zither Music by Anton Karras. The World poet says, is so full of a number of things, he's sure we should all be as happy as kings. Luckily, the world, so full of such a number of other things, is also pretty generously loaded with suckers. What, my children, is a sucker? A sucker is a larcenous chump who likes to gamble, as long as it's a sure thing. And do I need to tell you that the surest thing in the world is that a sure thing can't be sure? Step a little closer, friends. You're crowding the pavements. Let me tell you about it. Now, Orson Welles as Harry Lyme, the third man in It's a Knockout. Point him out to me, Harry. See? There he is. One that's knocking his pipe out. That's Stan Pierce. That's our little old sucker. And a polo coat. Not bad looking, is it? Keep your mind on your business now, Jen. He's worth at least 30000 to me if you do as I tell you. Don't worry, Harry. I'll have him in Havana with his 30000 on a plate inside of 48 hours. Oh, okay, okay. I'll be waiting for you. Now, try and get a seat near him on the plane. And don't forget, when you meet me in Havana, I'm not Harry Lyme. I'm J. Harrington Lyme, the Wall Street tycoon. American businessman like Stan Pierce goes on a Florida vacation and finds himself sitting on the plane next to a pretty girl. He makes my work pretty simple for me. I'd known she'd be able to pick him up easily. She was telling him the story I'd coached her in the next night in the Florida nightclub, and by that time he was ready to believe anything she told him. Can you stay over here in Miami another day? Oh, Stan, I'd love to, but you don't know my boss. I've got to fly to Cuba first thing tomorrow morning to give him the contract he sent me to New York for. If I'm not there, ouch. Hmm, sounds like a slave driver. We begrudge you one day in the sun here. 
Mr. J. Harrington Lyme is a stinker, especially to his secretary. J. Harrington Lyme. You say that name as though I should have heard of him. Only if you work in Wall Street. If he's such a stinker, why don't you quit your job? That's what I want to do. The only thing I want to do is make some money before I do. If only I could just figure a way to... Do what? Well, I'm not sure that I... Oh, I'm being silly. What? Oh, I started to think I shouldn't tell you about it, but I don't know why I shouldn't. You don't know Mr. Lyme, after all. Probably won't see him anyway. Besides, uh, you're nice. I like you. I sure think I can trust you. Sure you can. You got an idea? Well, you see, Mr. Lyme's a great sportsman. Loves to gamble. On the fights, the races, almost anything. <laughs> Matter of fact, me too. Well, anyway, so Mr. Lyme's got this big palace of a place in, in Cuba, near Havana. You know, mink line, swimming pool, tennis courts, the works. And right on his estate, he's found that one of the workmen, a Cuban, is a wonderful boxer. Mm, so? His name is Pancho Cordobas. He's really good. At least, I don't know much about boxing, but the trainer, Mr. Lyme, brought down, and, and the doctor and everybody, they, they all say Pancho will be a world champion. Really? Pancho Cordobas. Funny I never heard of him. <laughs> it's not funny. Would be funny if you had heard of him. He's had ten fights, won every one by a knockout. But don't you see? Mr. Lyme just keeps him under wraps. All his fights were held in secret. In secret? I don't get it. Sure. So that when Mr. Lyme matches him in New York, he'll be absolutely unknown. He's trying to get him matched up against top boys, and whoever it is Poncho fights, Mr. Lyme will be able to get simply wonderful odds. See? I'm beginning to. But I don't see how you figure to make any money out of this. Are you going uh, to... Let me tell you. In secret, of course. Now, Mr. Lyme always tries to get his guests to bet against him. He takes Poncho, and he'll give big odds because he's so sure of Poncho. Yeah, and... Poncho has agreed with me that he'll lose this next fight if I give him the word. He'll... What's the expression? Take a dime. That's it. For a price. Mr. Lyon's been giving him a purse of 5000 every time he wins. We agreed I'd give him twice that if he loses. Mm, this Lyme, he gives good odds on Poncho? Mm, last time he was trying to find takers at 10 to 1. Mm, how can you lose? <laughs> I know. Isn't it awful? <laughs> That's awful. It's a smart scheme for a girl to have thought of. What's the hitch? Well, even with all my savings, I... I couldn't win enough to pay off Poncho. Besides, I... You've got to have someone to do your betting for you. Exactly. So, I guess I'll just have to stick to my job for a while longer. What would you say if I offered to put up some of the capital for you? No, Stan. Have you got that kind of money? On a sure thing like this? <laughs> I sure have. Oh, Stan. Look... I'll give you all my savings right now. If... Wait, wait a minute. A thousand dollars. If you can only help me out. Well, all right. <laughs> you know, this will be a good thing for us both. Oh, sure it will. Let's both have a drink on it, shall we? To celebrate our partnership. Oh, Stan, you're wonderful. And you're sure you'll be able to raise some cash to bet? On this kind of a proposition? <laughs> I'll have $30,000 cash at least. Oh, Stan, how wonderful. <laughs> how wonderful, yes, indeed, especially for me, Harry Lyme. I always find it refreshing to relieve a rich sucker of money when he thinks he's going to steal from someone else. Jenny had done well. She got Stan Pierce over to Cuba... Within the 48 hours, she promised the hook was baited. Poor fish was about to bite. Well, either you're uncommonly lucky, you certainly are an expert on cockfights. <laughs> Just luck, Mr. Lyme, beginner's luck. Oh. Matter of fact, <laughs> this is the first time I ever saw the birds fight in my life. Oh, you don't say. That's, that's $75 you want for me. There you are. Uh, what was your name again? Uh, Pierce. Stan Pierce from Cleveland. I'm in the insurance game. Hmm. Uh... 
Pierce, you like boxing very much? Mm, yeah. I go to the get the fights whenever I can. Uh-huh. Uh, where are you staying, Mr. Pierce? I'm at the National, sir. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, well, good night. Good night, Pierce. It's been pleasant chatting with you. Maybe I will undertake to win that $75 back from you. important to handle a chump with artistic appreciation. Limousines, country estates are expensive, but for me, well, I regard them as legitimate business deductions. I wanted to make sure this chump Pierce was impressed. I even had a half dozen pals on hand, all dressed up to the nines, pretending to be my weekend guests. Charming people, all of them, really. Very capable of giving my chump a good time, flattering him, making him feel nice and secure. First, I fed him lunch. And a good Havana cigar. Then we went for a stroll, our whole party, and I led them casually down to a specially outfitted training quarters. Oh, Harry, this is the fighter you were telling us about. Mm. Discovered him yourself, I understand. Yes, that's right, General. Oh, well, is that why you were asking me if I went to prize fight, Mr. Lyme? What do you think of him? He's fast, isn't he? He certainly is. What's his name? I call him Young Pancho, of course. I don't know yet whether he's any good or not. He hasn't fought a single fight. He hasn't? Uh, I, I mean, he, oh, he no, hasn't. No, 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 no. He looked so sharp, I could have sworn that... Uh... beautiful, so graceful. No, he's, he's fighting for the first time next Thursday. You've heard of Kid Burke. The middle way, oh, sure, he's a good butcher here. Well, I understand Burke's pretty good. I've gotten him to come over and go a few rounds with Young Pancho. I'm, uh... Making up a purse for the winner. Well, you've never had a fight yet. Huh? How do you know your boy hasn't got a glass jaw, Mr. Oh, I, I don't, Pierce. That's what I hope to find out next Thursday. <laughs> Harry, off Kid Burke's record, and seeing that young Pancho's never had a fight, I hate to do it, but I might take some of your money away from you at a friendly wager. Huh? <laughs> Trust Lime, General. He'll see to it that the odds work for him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could give you a chance to win back your $75, Mr. Lime. <laughs> What's the matter? Oh, excuse me, Mr. Pierce. I'm really sorry. I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> I was just amused at the idea, that's all. Idea of what? Well, don't you see, I was planning to make up a purse of $10,000 on the fight. Any side bets that I could place on Pancho, I'd... Well, I want to make sure that my winnings would cover the purse, don't you see? <laughs> 75 Well, yeah, I might possibly be able to bet a stake that would interest you. Oh, that'd be fine, Mr. Pierce. Fine. Mm. Nothing better calculated to make a chump impatient. Nothing better calculated to make a fish leap for the hook than to twitch the bait away as though he maybe isn't going to get a chance to grab it. I was hoping Pierce's neck was hot under his collar as I walked away after giving him that little brush. I wanted to give him a chance to talk to Jenny without anybody else around. Sure enough, I could see him moving over to his side. Well, what do you think, Stan? He said this was Pancho's first fight coming up. Oh, he always tells people that. Don't you see? That's the way they're likely to bet a lot more money on him. That's the kind of a man he is. That's one reason I hate him so much. I see what you mean. Well, uh, say, here he comes. Who? Oh, oh, Pancho. Como esta, Pancho? Senorita? Have a good workout? Gracias, it was fine. I feel best I ever feel. Now, don't forget, Pancho. Third round. That's our agreement. Senorita, what are you saying? Hmm? Oh, oh, don't worry about Stan. He's my partner in the deal. Uh, this is safe? Oh, sure. Safe as a bank. <laughs> Stan, shake hands with Pancho. This is Senor Pierce, Pancho. Oh, no, Senor. But, uh, Senorita, if too many people find out... Now, don't worry, Pancho. Yes, I but... said it was all right. 
Third round now. That's our bargain. Easy. Si, si. Third round. Hey, Pancho, get yeah. in the showers. Okay. Buenas tardes, senor. Senorita, bye. Yeah, see you later. Well, Stan? I'll go in it with you, Jenny. Looks good to me. Oh, wonderful. Mm, that lime, he got me a little sore. I'm going to show him I'll take him for plenty. What do you mean? I'll have to convert some bonds, maybe borrow a few bucks, but I think I can work it so that I can put my hands on $45,000. Oh, Stan. Yeah, good odds. Say, ten to one, we'll clear. Oh, it's it so much I can't even think of it. Oh, Stan, I just want to kiss you. Okay with me, honey. Can you get those bonds or whatever they are converted in time for the fight? That's for next Thursday? I don't think so. I should be able to get a draft on my bank from one of the banks here in Nevada. And my thousand. You still have it. Safe? <laughs> Don't you worry about chicken feet like that, honey. But next Thursday, you'll be on the easiest street in the biggest house in the block. You see what you get just by being a little rude? I'd figured this chump was good for 30000 and now he's begging to give me forty-five. I could have told him that the bank in Havana would be efficient, unfortunately efficient for him. By Thursday afternoon, Stan Pierce, my fine, fat little Cleveland insurance man, has $46,000 bills in his pocket, one of them mine that I give him to Jenny to give to him, and the rest of them his, which would end up in my pocket $45,000. <laughs> Orson Welles returns in just a moment as the third man. Now, Orson Welles, as the third man, continues with It's a Knockout. So it's dinner time. Dinner time and over the brandy, I'm ready to start accepting bets. Uh, well, General, five to one, then. I'll tell you what, I'll make it 15 to two. Hey, what's the matter? Can't I get any action from you gentlemen? Well, Harry, those are nice odds. Suppose I bet 25,000. I'm taking... Swell, swell. Just, just, just give you 25 to Jenny here, and here's my end. Wait, wait, I don't want to carry this money all around. Here, here, take this little satchel. You can stuff it in there. Well, Judd? I don't know, Harry. I'm not sure I trust you. (laughs) Fire and thunder, man. I'll, I'll give you 10 to one. I'll take those odds, Mr. Lyme. What's that? Oh, Oh, Pierce. Well, fine, sir. Fine. I'll, I'll take you $75, too, if I can't get any larger action from these gentlemen. My wager on Burke is four to $6,000, Mr. Lyme. Oh, fine, fine. You've got cash, of course. Give it to Jenny here. And, Jenny, here's my end. Uh, Mr. Lyme, I hate to be carrying all this money Getting around. heavy, is it, Jenny? <laughs> <laughs> all right, then, Pierce. Suppose you be appointed custodian of the stakes. Well, 
Come on, no, no. come on, old man. I'm sure everyone here trusts you. Well, can I get any more action? If not, there's just one more thing I want to say before we all go to the ring. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, friends, you all understand that, of course, this fight is private. It's not being conducted under any boxing commission rules. For that reason, it's a little irregular. As a matter of fact, our, our Cuban police friends would quite possibly feel that it's illegal. You understand, General, that's why I couldn't take your check. Well, friends, I presume I can trust you not to mention that the uh, entertainment was held out here tonight. Sure, sure. It's to protect the licenses of the fighters and the managers involved. I have your assurance. Oh, yes, sure. you can trust us. Then let's all go. Fight's about to start. Pierce, got those stakes all right? <laughs> all right let's go. Sheer delight to watch Pierce carrying that satchel. You ever watched a man that you know is guilty, trying to act innocent? Of course, this is the first time Pierce has ever tried an act like that. Down through the gardens to where the ring was set up, there were perhaps three dozens of us, maybe 50 altogether, counting the trainers, the seconds, the referee, and all of them, of course, in on my little scheme, except just one, Mr. Stan Pierce. Fortunately, they weren't all on my payroll. They were friends, gamblers, confidence men, their girls, anxious to do me a favor and anxious, too, to watch the fun. Fight is in the ring now. Referee's talking to them. I have to watch them, but I, I have to watch Pierce, too. Oh, first round. Fighters pretending just to feel each other out. Pancho's putting on a show of fancy footwork. Of course, the two fighters I've hired put on a good show. It's artistic. We can't have Pierce getting worried about how raw it'll look when Pancho takes his dive. Poor Pierce. I know just what he's doing. He's figuring how long a round takes. Three minutes, multiplying that by the number of rounds Pancho's agreed to go before he pretends to be knocked out. Adding a minute between rounds. And he's thinking in less than ten minutes, he'll be collecting his bed less than ten minutes. Whoop, whoop. That's because Pancho went down on his knees. Burke really clipped him. Looked good, too. I'll bet Pierce is just as happy he didn't bet on what round Pancho would lose in. There goes Pancho again on the canvas. And he's up, he's up at five. Pierce looks worse than Pancho does. Now Pierce is feeling at his feet, making sure the satchel's still there, looking around furtively, thinking they really trust him. Silly smile on his face. I'll just speak to him and see what he says. Well, how about it, Pierce? Enjoying the fight? Yeah, yeah sure. But your boy didn't look pretty good in there. Oh, don't worry about young Pancho, Pierce. He'll be all right. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Now, here they go again. Pancho looks as though he's got a cut open up under his eye there. He probably want another $10 from me for that. He's a pretty good boxer at that. Look at Pierce. Just look at Pierce. I'll bet he's adding up his profits. 46,000 to 10 to 1 and 460,000 minus 10,000 to Pancho. He's 450,000. Split two ways with Jenny means a clear gross of 225,000 smackaroos. Oh, there he goes, down again. That Burke's got a pretty right hand at that. Just reaches out and down goes, oh, Pancho on him. Count of four that time. I better get more worried looking. Pierce might suspect something. Yeah, he's looking at me, all right. Uh, watch is right, Pancho. Watch is right. I hope I look sick enough. Pierce is watching the fighters again. Fighters, that Pancho. 
He's really one of those powder puff fighters, all flick and fluff, no real sock to him. Burke could land him in one round, despite his square rattle. Pierce is breathing harder than either of the fighters. Uh-oh, he's looking over at me. Maybe I'd, maybe I'd better. Your money is uh, feel safe still, Mr. Lyon? Oh, at least I know now my boy doesn't have a glass jaw, Pierce. But I just can't understand what's come over Pancho tonight. He seems sluggish. Maybe he's overtrained. Maybe what do you think? his reactions do seem sort of slow. This is Rich. Now Pierce is worried. He's scared Pancho will make me suspicious. <laughs> Round three, this is where it happens. Look at Pierce. His hand groping to make sure he's still got that satchel, thinking, how is when we can reach right out and grab $225,000? Greedy boy. I'm far more restrained. All I want is your $45,000. Better pay more attention to the fight. Punches left in Burke's face, takes a right across, stances back, stands it down. Sure looks like Pancho's guard is wide open. Pierce will like that. Now the right from Burke. Catches Pancho on the side of the head. He looks dazed. Now. Now's the moment for Burke to step in. He's measuring Pancho. Here it comes. A terrific right, and it misses. <laughs> Pancho ducks under, dances away, and the crowd wants to know what happened to Burke. They pretend they don't understand. Pierce. He's stunned. Why? Burke is down on his back, blood spurting out of his mouth. Oh, where's that phony doctor? He should be in the ring pretending to examine Burke. What happened, Jenny? Gosh, Dan, I don't know. The doctor? Yeah. On that seat there. Doc, what happened? This man's hemorrhaging. He's in very bad shape. But, but I never touched him. Santissima Madre de Dios. That Pancho puts on a very good act. Apparently, you didn't need to touch him. Stand back, please. But I tell you. No, never mind. There's no use. This man is dead. Dead? Dead, but how? Apparently, Mr. Lyme, when he missed that terrific swing, he burst a blood vessel. Completely chance. Couldn't have been predicted. But are you sure? Lyme, your guests. Oh, oh, yes, of course. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I must ask you all, please, to leave at once. Please say nothing of what has happened here tonight. I'm, I'm very much afraid we're all accessories to homicide, oh. if this ever gets out. Now, good night, ladies and gentlemen. Please leave Damn. as quietly as possible. Yeah. Quick, please, the money. There. But what are you going to do? What do you think? Take it. But we lost. We lost the bet. I don't care. He'll never be able to report us. He'll be too busy trying to hush this thing up. But, 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 but listen. A plane leaves for Miami from Havana at midnight. Grab it. I'll meet you at the hotel in Palm Beach tomorrow. But, Jenny, we're liable to be arrested in a homicide rap. Don't you think I know that? Go on, beat it. I'll meet you in Palm Beach. Hurry. Uh, but I've got no money left. Here, here, quick. Before they say I've got the satchel. Here's a hundred. Goodbye, Stan. And Stan, listen. Yeah, what? Hurry. The most artistic aspect of this swindle was that the chump fled, convinced he was in for real trouble, homicide trouble, completely forgetful of his $45,000. <laughs> Pretty, wasn't it? One of the neatest jobs I'd ever pulled off. And as soon as he was safely off my rented estate, my confederates gathered around for the payoff. <laughs> this is good business, Harry. How did you like my act? Eh? Oh, you were great, Pancho, old man. Burke, the way you bit into that bladder of chicken blood, I thought the blood had never stopped coming out. Where's that satchel? Come on, we'll split up the profits now. Here it is. Where's Jenny? She's the one that deserves some praise, the way she hooked that poor fish. Jenny! Jenny! You must have gone inside for something. 
Well, I'll, I'll take her cut and give it to her later. Hand me that satchel. <laughs> oh, whenever I think of the expression on that, Pierce's puss. <laughs> Why do you know I'll bet he... Hey, what's this? What's the matter? What's the matter? What happened, Harry? That vixen, that seventh daughter of a seventh daughter, that double-crossing, no, sixth-tuple-crossing, wry-necked witch, that... Who, Harry? Warren, Jenny Warren. She's run off with my money. What? Not, not, not your money, not your money. Mine, I've got enough to pay you off every penny. It's the bet she's absconded with, one of the shrewdest schemes I'd ever hatched, and she has to throw the queer in it. Listen to her note. She says, and I'm leaving five for your end, Harry. That'll be enough to pay for a long-distance phone call to tell me what you think of me. I'll be in New York tonight. But after that, who knows where I'll be. Love, Jenny. <laughs> Lime returns in just a moment. a sucker, friends? Step closer, you're crowding the pavement, and I'll tell you, a sucker is a larcenous chump. Maybe I said that before, but I think I forgot to mention that there's an awful lot of us. I promised my confederates that they'd get their expenses paid, but after thinking that over for about 30 seconds, I figured there was no use throwing good money after bad. Of course, it meant leaving Cuba in a kind of a hurry, but after all, they should have known better. They should have remembered the old saying, lime doesn't pay. 